Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I am joined by two members of the Penn State women's hockey team, Kiara Zanin and Mallory Uline. Welcome to the podcast, guys, and how's everything going? Pretty good. Pretty good. That's good to hear. And obviously, you know, your team didn't make the national tournament. Uh, In your opinion, do you guys think you should have made it, and what was your reaction to that decision? Um. Yeah, I think we obviously should have made it, but we should have made it by winning our own conference, but it was a bummer that we didn't get a bid. Yeah, I think we held a lot of that power, um, and unfortunately, um, we didn't take advantage of the chance we had, um, but I for sure think that we should have been in it, um, but I guess we'll, we'll go for that next year. Yeah, and were you shocked when you found out your team didn't make it, like when you were watching the National like, Tournament Selection Show? Um. I wouldn't like use the word in shock. I think just more disappointed because we were so close to um, getting into the tournament, I guess, but um, just kind of sad that it abruptly like came to an end. Yeah, I'd say um, there were a bunch of different expectations. Like I think everyone had different thoughts in mind just based on like what you hear, those kind of rumors that swirl. Um, But yeah, I wouldn't say shocked. I think that was kind of like a 50-50 chance and it um, swung the wrong way. But like she said, um, it was really upsetting and kind of just like that moment that you realize your season's over um, so abruptly. Now, talk about that CHA semifinal against Syracuse and what did you think went wrong during that game? Um, I personally think we just didn't have our legs under us. Um, I guess we just weren't playing Penn State hockey. Um, I don't th- I don't necessarily think that having a bye is the best thing. I think having a game before probably could have helped us a little bit, but um, I just think it took us a while to get into our groove. Yeah, I don't think we really started playing until the third period, and by then it was too late. Um, Like you said, it wasn't Penn State hockey. We weren't skating. We weren't playing. There was no energy. I think, like, overall, we were just um, really down, and we took way too long to get out of that slump. So um, that was all our all on us. Now, I want to talk about this year's college hockey season for a little bit. It was obviously a bit different compared to other seasons in the past. How did you guys deal with all the challenges that your team faced? Um, A big thing for our team was just staying disciplined, um, which we all did a really good job of. Um, On our end, I don't believe we had any games canceled because of cases with us, so that helped us a lot. Um, Kept practice flowing. Um, I guess, yeah, just trusting each other. I think a big part of it, too, is just staying present and not trying to get ahead of ourselves. Like, I think anytime you start to look too far in advance or look forward to something and then it gets canceled or something happens, I think it's just a bigger disappointment. So trying to take it day by day and focus on what we do have and um, take advantage of those days. Now, I know you guys were saying that your games weren't canceled because of your team, but you guys did have some schedule changes that happened throughout the season. How did you, like, what was the, uh, what was the main, what was the key thing for maintaining flexibility for this year? And how did you guys try to stay mentally prepared for the postponements and changes that happened to your schedule? Um, I think just going into it, we didn't even know if we were going to have a season in the first place. So um, not like hoping for the best, but just like planning that we are going to play a game and practice like we are going to have a game that weekend. Um, But again, with COVID, you don't know what's going to happen. So 
just making sure like we had a positive attitude like Kiara said and um, preparing for the worst and the best, I guess. Yeah, I'd say staying optimistic and like I said again, um, just staying present because I think as soon as you get away from that, that's when you start to um, lose sight and get distracted, maybe get more disappointed than you would if you're not thinking about the future, what could or could not happen. Um, so, yeah. Now you guys also didn't play in front of any fans. Was that an adjustment for yourself? Um. I guess last year we didn't have a ton of fans, <laughs> so not crazy. I'm sure the men's um, part of hockey took a hit from that, but hopefully next year we'll get some more fans back in the rink. Yeah, I can't say I really knew any different. I mean, like, youth hockey, it's just, like, random parents and stuff, and it's never really filled. Like, you don't have a ton of people there. And then, obviously, I'm a freshman, so I didn't really know what to expect with fans or – anything like that. So um, it's kind of all I really knew. Now, something else that was introduced to college hockey was three and three overtime. What was that like for you guys, especially since having more space on the ice and having more offensive opportunities to score goals? Um, I think it was a big change. Um, I think it's a better change, I guess, because, yeah, like you said, there are more opportunities to score and more room on the ice. But um, definitely a part of our game that we want to work on for next year. Yeah, I think we had a lot of ups and downs with that. Um, we had some really good endings to games and some really, really bad endings to games with that. Um, so, like she said, definitely something we need to keep working on. Um, it's a change for everyone, I think. But I really like, really like it because um, there's just a lot of extra space. So um you have a lot more room to be creative and stuff but <laughs> can also be very dangerous and hard to defend so like you said just something you need to keep working on um, and keep improving on you have to stay more defensively minded in those situations because if you make one little defensive mistake it can cause an odd man rush for the opponent uh yeah i would say so but i think it's also just important to not overthink everything um if you focus too much on the d side or like the offensive side um, I think that's where you can mess up. Yeah, I'd say you just got to be aware. So, I mean, like, whether that's being more defensive, like if they have clear possession for a long time or you're tired or something like that, you just got to play it how it is and, and be aware of the situation, who's out there, um, and just keep, like, keep track of that because we did get caught in one of our last games against Mercyhurst um, with a change and just being aware of the situation I think is the most important thing. Now what was the biggest improvement you guys made to your game since last year? Um, I can't really pinpoint one thing. Um, overall it was just so much better. Um, and a lot more fun to play too because we were winning games obviously but I think we used each other more um, and trusted each other um, I guess no like one player was like oh I'm not going to pass her the puck like I don't know what she's going to do with it I don't know if she's going to mess up so we just all had a ton of trust in each other. Yeah I don't know much about last year so I can't really speak on that. No but like thinking a lot last year with in the PWHL was there anything uh, specifically improved? Um, I mean, like, a lot. I think they're two totally different games, two totally different teams. I I mean, they're really tough to compare. Like, if P-Dub was um, 
a different brand of hockey. Like it was a lot more um, physical. I feel like Canadians are just overall more physical, strong. And the CHA, I think, is very similar in that sense. Um, and obviously girls are older and, and, like I said, bigger, stronger. So I think that was very similar, but, like, they're just two totally different things to compare. So. Now, we'll talk about the leadership that you brought to the team, Mallory, and what type of leader did you want to be? Were you more of a vocal or lead-by-example type of player, especially with all the freshmen that were coming into the team this year? Um. I would say a mix of both. I kind of want to be like the fun, like chatty one. Um, in terms of the freshmen, I know when I was a freshman, I had players reaching out to me and like helping me through the whole process. So I made sure I like wanted to do that with them as well. Now, Kiara, how did the upperclassmen help your transition into college hockey? Um, I mean, I'd say that there were a few that were a huge help. Like Mal was probably the one that really took all the freshmen actually and brought us in and made us feel like very included and kind of introduced us. It was also different with COVID. Um, like we weren't here over the summer, like most freshmen are. Um, so we kind of all came in at one time, um, which I think actually probably helped us. Um, but like I said, I, the freshmen and all or the upperclassmen in all different ways kind of helped um, make us feel included and everything. But I think Mal was probably the biggest piece of that. Now, Penn State was obviously one of the best teams in the country this past year. How did you try to deal with all the pressure of being a ranked team in the country, especially with all the expectation that comes with that as well? Um, I mean, obviously, we've never been in that spot before. So I think just trying to, like, not be, like, worried, I guess, but just take it in while we were there um, and then keep going. Like, we wanted to keep going up in the rankings each and every day. So – Going into games, I wouldn't say we were focused on, like, dropping in the rankings or going up. I think we just wanted to continue to prove people that, like, Penn State hockey is getting better and we're going to be, like, a top 10 team. Yeah, I think that was, like, the biggest motivation for us because even though we had that, like, we were ranked and we were this and that, like, no one gave us the respect I think we deserved. Um, and so for us, every day we went to the rink, it was – motivation for us to like prove them wrong and keep going up like we were never satisfied and I think that was the biggest thing um there was not one point or one game that we really took like oh we're too good for this because no one believed in us and no one no one still believes in us so um it's just a matter of proving that to people and I think I think many people think like it's a challenge or distraction um having that pressure but I think the pressure just motivated us. Now I want to transition and talk about the beginning of your hockey careers. Kiara you're from New York and Mallory you're from Minnesota so my question is how did you guys start playing hockey? Um, I actually started as a figure skater. <laughs> I absolutely hated that so I guess being from Minnesota everyone tries hockey growing up um, so I guess I was just kind of thrown on skates and like a little open skating and I fell in love with it. Um, and Edina like youth programs are like super solid. So I was lucky enough to not have to like travel outside of my city to play hockey, um, which was super nice. Yeah, it was a family thing for me. My dad played until college and then my older brother played. So um, I, we had a backyard rink for like years and years. So I started out there 
and I was always at the rink because my dad was coaching my brother. So I'd go on the ice with them, and I was just always surrounded by it. Uh, so, so I kind of just stuck with it after that. Now, who was your guy's favorite player growing up? Um, probably jumped on the bandwagon and said Patrick Keane, but I'd say now um, I like Duncan Keith a lot. Um, yeah, I'm – sounds stupid, but <laughs> Cindy Crosby, I'm a Pittsburgh fan, fan with everything. Um, but I've literally watched Pittsburgh my whole life, and him specifically. Like, I think the things he does is just absolutely insane. Uh, so I like to watch him and say, yeah, definitely say he's my favorite. And what were your thoughts on his attempted Michigan goal that he tried to score a few months ago? Crosby, I mean, I think it's crazy. I think that all the guys that try that are absolutely insane. And anytime they can pull it off, it's crazy. But, yeah. Now, I want to start off talking about your uh, career a little bit, Kiara. So you played in the PWHL for the Kingston Junior Ice Wolves. How did you get the opportunity to play in the PWHL? Um, yeah, so I was at Selects Academy, and I decided that I needed a little change-up. And I was actually going to live with my two best friends that lived in Clayton, so like 50 minutes from Kingston, and we were going to play in Kingston together. Uh, but we found out, like, last minute, it was a last-minute thing, we found out that they could only have two Canadians or two U.S. players on their team, and there were twins. So it kind of left us in this weird situation where I was left really without anywhere to play. Um, so I was trying to find something, and they ended up opening the spot up for me still at Kingston. So I ended up going, um, and I talked to a few players I knew from around there, and I knew, like, Maddie Wheeler was going to go, so it would be a good situation there. Um, so I, so I decided to go play in Canada. Now, what was your favorite memory in the PWHL? Oof, um, I don't know. That's a tough one. I think I think just the situation overall. Like, um, I mean, I lived away from home all of high school, but I think the billeting situation was just a whole different experience. Like, something you can't really explain because every situation is different. But I think that it just brought out like a lot of new things that I had to deal with. And overall, it was probably just like a good learning experience. So I'd say that was probably the best. Now, how did playing for Kingston help prepare you for college hockey with Penn State? Um, I mean, I touched on it a little earlier. I think the physicality, I think the Canadian style of hockey, it's just like I don't think it's as skilled as U.S., but I think that it's just so much more physical and, and in some way cheap. Like, I think that there were targets, like, not saying this to say this, but I think Americans really did have a target on their back playing there. And it, it made me, like, deal with that, I think, a lot more and kind of coming here. Like, a coach always told me before I came that it would be, like, another step up of physicality and the girls would be a lot stronger and stuff. So I think overall it just helped with that. Now, Mallory, you played for your high school in Edina. Uh, what was that like playing for your high school there? Um, it was an awesome experience. I was lucky enough to go to the state tournament a few times um, and win some state titles, but just being able to play for your hometown is um, just crazy. Like the school spirit was awesome and everyone was so supportive around us. Yeah, talk about winning back-to-back -back, uh, state titles and what did that mean to you, especially being in high school? Um, 
I get, yeah, just like winning from such a young age is a really cool thing to do and then trying to translate that over into college hockey. But um, I guess it was just so special because the whole town uh, was so excited and it wasn't just our team that was pumped up about it, but it was also um, winning the first one was we made history. So that was really special. Now you played with a lot of talented D1 college hockey players in your time in Edina, uh, like Emily Odin. Uh, what was it like playing with those type of players, and that how did that help your hockey development? Yeah, um, it was a big help. Um, all of those players who are now like at the college level or about to be are, are such like creative players, um, and it pushed me to be better. Um, kind of like rethink my game a little bit, um, and definitely prepared me for college. And what's the what's it like being a player in the Minnesota high school hockey scene? Because being from the East Coast, it's kind of hard to understand because I know the state tournament just happened last weekend. And it was kind of cool seeing like how everyone was excited for it. And it's just kind of odd uh, from an East Coast perspective, just because the high school hockey scene isn't like that. Yeah, um, I mean, like I said, like getting into hockey when I was younger, it's just like a Minnesota thing to do. Um, everyone like loves the game, whether you play it or not. Um, and the high school state tournament has been a huge thing for a really long time now. So everyone gets excited for that. But I guess just being a part of it, like a state that has such a love for the game is a really cool thing. Now, how did your time in Edina help prepare you for college hockey with Penn State? Um, like you said, I was just around so many good players that were going to go to the next level as well. Um, and I think Edina was a very creative program so um, we learned different like unique styles that helped my game and helped me come here and kind of use that. Now you both played for Team USA in the U18 World Championships. Uh, what was the process uh, for getting selected for Team USA and uh, where did you find out you were both going to go to Japan and make that team? Um, mine was a little different than Kiara. Um, so you go to Maine for the U. 18 slot camp um and then from there you get chosen to go to the series like placid uh which i actually didn't make um i got called up for juniors when a few players got hurt um and i found out literally watching a hockey game in the middle of at, like during the night so mine was a little different than how kiara found out i'm sure yeah like you said it was i mean it's a, quite a long process actually like I think the camps are kind of, like, they start early, like, May, you start state stuff or something, or regional, whatever, and then you go to, like, she said, you just selected for the U18 select camp, and that was, like, 66 people, I think, um, and then from there, you go to, like, Placid for the camp, and then series, uh, those three games against Canada, and then you get the call about Worlds. I... I don't even know honestly where I how I found that out. Um, I can't recall. I know the next year I was I was at um, getting frozen yogurt, and when I got that call, and it was way earlier than expected, so wasn't really expecting that one. But I don't I don't recall where it was in, in Japan. Yeah, I don't know. Now you both played on that team. When did you guys first meet? And was it cool knowing that you were going to be uh, teammates in college in the future? This is actually a funny story. I mean, Kiara weren't really buddies on the team. I would necessarily say, like, obviously, yeah, we were friends, but we weren't really talking too much. Um, and now it's funny because we're, like, 
really close friends here, but yeah, um, we always we always joke about that because we I have this one distinct memory it was from select camp the sixty six and she came up to me and was like, "You going to Penn State?" And I said, "Yeah." And that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> then we go to Worlds together, and I don't think we said more than five words to each other the whole month we were together. <laughs> but we looked back at it now and laughed. It was just back then we, we weren't the closest of friends. Now, what was the coolest thing you guys got to do in Japan? Because that's pretty cool that you got to go there. Um. We were honestly in the middle of nowhere when we were yeah. but um, I don't, just seeing different culture, I mean, like even going into like a little market or anything, like just like the, I guess the mannerisms is one thing that stuck out to me, but um, just cool, like being like the tourist, I guess. Yeah, we were literally in the middle of nowhere. There was not much to do at all um I know that I think that it was like five or six of us that got massages like three or four times that week because that was about all there was to do and then like she said little markets or like the food just everything was um obviously very different so it was cool to experience that now you guys won a silver medal in that tournament what does that medal mean to you and where do you guys keep it um obviously we wanted a gold but it's still super special that we could have or that we even got to that final game um and mine is hanging in my room yeah i think it's obviously really special anytime you have an opportunity like that and silver um obviously it sucks and i think that that was just motivation to keep going for the years after that um but obviously when you look back on it and realize like what you did and what you did accomplish, I think it's really special. Um, so it's really cool to have that. And mine is also hanging in my room. Now, Kiara, you won a gold medal in the tournament the next year. Uh, what was that like for yourself and what emotions were you feeling after scoring the game winning goal against Canada in overtime? Um, I mean, it was surreal. I think it's very hard to put into words like how much that meant and how how exciting that was. I think it just, it's like a testament to how hard you work and all the stuff you, um, not necessarily sacrifice, because I wouldn't consider it a sacrifice, but all the stuff that you put in and give up to, to train and do what you love, obviously, but like it requires a lot of effort. So I think that that paying off and just having that moment to like reflect on that was obviously a dream of mine and being to, like being able to accomplish it and reflecting on everything that led to that moment, I think was really special. So, I mean, it was a mix of emotions and it was really hard to put into words, but obviously something that I'll remember forever. Yeah, and you also got to play with your current teammate, Lindy Lobdell on that team. What was that like uh, playing with a future teammate in that tournament as well? Yeah, really special. I think Lindy and I knew each other a little bit beforehand too. So going in, it was kind of like another comfort factor. Um, but it's just like the same thing with, now you kind of make those memories and can look back on them and laugh and and like Lindy and I have a huge um, canvas in our room so just like I don't know carrying that with you and carrying those experiences with you is really cool. Now talk about your recruiting process and why did you choose to go to Penn State? Um, so coming into it I knew that Penn State um, 
was a developing program. So I knew they weren't like a school up there like Wisconsin or like Ohio State, those schools. But um, I knew they were going to develop and I knew they were getting good players um, for the future. And I wanted to like be a part of that change. Um, and then outside of hockey, I wanted a big school with like a lot of school spirit, um, which Penn State had to offer. So it was kind of best of both worlds for me, I guess. Yeah, I think very similarly. Um, I think the biggest thing about Penn State, like I think everyone looks at it as a school that's on the rise, but I think that they had a long way to go, um, but they were definitely like on the right track and that's where they were going is going up. And I think I really wanted to be a part of helping to build that and like obviously um, develop as a player. And I knew I'd be able to do that here while also like pushing the program and and getting to where we are this year and continue to move forward. But like also academics are a big piece. And I think that the majors they had to offer, like you can't really go wrong. There's options everywhere. And then the alumni network, like there's just so much that you can't really pass up on. Yeah, what's it like to play under Coach Campersall, and what have you guys learned under him so far? Um, for me, it's been a very positive experience. Um, he has a lot to offer um, and wants each individual player to succeed, and then translating that to, like, the whole team together, um, taking new steps, which obviously was shown this year. Um, I guess the biggest thing with me is he's very personal, so he can relate to each player, like – I guess just understand what each person is going individually and he knows that each player is going through different things um, especially this year um, with players who are having a hard time with COVID and everything he did a really good job of that um, but yeah he has a lot of love for the game a lot of love for his players which is a unique thing. Yeah I'd say the biggest thing was how much he relates to you and how much he cares about each individual like there's never a time that he forgets to check in on every individual and on the team as a whole. Like he has so much care and love for every individual, which I think is so special. And I think you won't always find that with all coaches. So I think that's something that I really hang on to and know I can lean on and count on. And then like hockey wise, he's, he's great. Like I have nothing bad to say about him as a coach. He's, he's helped me develop a lot on and off the ice, like as a person and a player. Um, and I, I look forward to learning from him every day because he always brings new new stuff. And he's also like very enjoyable enjoyable to be around, like just a good person overall. So it's really fun and enjoyable to play under him. And what was the biggest adjustment you both had to make to college hockey? Was it the speed or mental side of the game since you're making quicker decisions with the puck? Um. I would say probably the speed and like the physicality. Um, it wasn't a huge change. Um, I guess the biggest thing that changed for me was like my off ice work. Um, for me, Dinah, I guess we weren't really doing a ton of off ice training. So like coming into a schedule where you're working out and lifting um, three to four times a week was a big change for me. Yeah, I can't really pinpoint one thing that was extremely difficult. Like. Um, coming here that was hard to get used to I think that like I've had so many different styles of hockey that like I kind of knew what to expect and I've like watched so many college games that like I kind of knew what to expect and knew what I would be getting myself into but then 
I also only played CHA teams. Like I never got outside that. So obviously I think that'll be another transition next year and something I'll have to probably adjust to a little more um, coming up. Now you won rookie of the year this year. What was that like to win that award, Kiara? Um, really special. I mean, obviously anytime you get an award, it's like something to be proud of. And, but I think like I wouldn't have been able to receive that without everyone around me, like teammates, coaches. Um, and I think they're kind of referred to as individual awards, but I think overall, like they're honestly team awards and it's not one individual that makes it happen. Now we're now in the segment I like to call the non-hockey segment where I ask you some non-hockey questions. Uh, besides women's hockey, what other sports do you guys like to watch on campus? Um, I've been to a few men's hockey games, obviously. Um, those are super fun because the fans are so involved. Um, I went to one basketball game last year. Um, I didn't get around to a ton of sporting events, but watching on TV even is just as fun. Um, just knowing how involved like everyone is, whether that's players or fans. Yeah, it was really hard with COVID this year because obviously no one was letting fans in. So it's extremely hard to see anything from like this year, especially. Um, but like there was one time we went outside and we watched the girls lacrosse game and they won by a goal in like the final second so that was pretty cool um but other than that like I haven't seen much in person but like she said even watching on your computer watching on tv is just as cool now have you guys been to the whiteout game at Penn or against like at Penn State that Penn State does for football because that looks really cool and everyone says it's like one of the best sporting events ever um so last year was yeah it happened last year not this year obviously but um we weren't able to go to that because I think we were traveling and we were coming back from an out-of-town series, but I know Coach has talked about hopefully getting us to one of those games. Now, what is your guys' favorite TV show to watch? I don't know if I have a favorite one. I just kind of, I guess with COVID, I've hopped around on Netflix and Hulu. Um, I kind of like the thriller TV series um, with plot twist endings, I guess. Yeah, I don't really stick with a specific TV show. Like like you said, I kind of hopped around. Um, but I like reality TV. I like watching like The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Um, but yeah, outside of that, like I don't, I can't really finish a series or stick with a specific TV show. Now, what were your thoughts on this year's Bachelor, Matt James? Um. <laughs> Oh, I was, I, I was just going to ask Kiara, but I, if you watch it, I guess. Oh, sorry, never mind. No, it's fine. You can answer. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. There were certain things I thought were extremely awkward, like him kissing with his eyes open and, and stuff like that. But I think overall, like, I mean, he was okay. Like, I've had better, I think. I would think it was average. And what music do you guys like to listen to and what fires you up before a game? Um, me and Kiara have one weird EDM song <laughs> that we both like, but I guess, yeah, like stuff like that, EDM, I guess. Yeah, I, I listen to like mixes and then that song and I don't know, I think it tends to change a lot, but 
not anything slow or country related probably before the game. Uh, what's the EDM song that you guys are referring to? Pump it up. Oh, nice, nice. Now, speaking of your teammates, who is the funniest on the team? Um, I would say Jenna Brenneman. I would agree. Now, who is the best trash talker on the team? I'd say Josie. <laughs> Josie, or I think Liv might be up there as well. Now, you guys obviously have the best style on the team, but besides yourselves, who has the best style on the team? Um, I don't think there's – I mean, I know that there's people that care about it more than others. Um, but, like, I don't think anyone sticks out that's, like – I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, final non-hockey question. If you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? Um, I'll go I'll go basic. I would say Cindy Crosby. I just think there's so much to learn from him. And not just because he's, like, a great hockey player, but, like, the way he carries himself. And I don't know, like, you, you know nothing about his life. It's so secretive and kind of kept to the side. So I think it'd be interesting to, like, hear – like why and how he does that and how he's so successful. I literally have no idea. I would have to think long and hard about that one. (laughs) All right. Well, back to some hockey questions now. My first one to you guys is what should we done to help be, what should we done to help grow women's hockey in your opinion? I would say just like getting more people behind it. Um, It's not a huge thing right now. And I think there could be, it could be, um if just like more support behind it i guess um more advertising about it i guess yeah yeah i'd say they're on the right track like more and more as the pwhpa gets people and gets more nhl teams involved and i know it's hard because it's hard to like get that following and and obviously like there's not a lot of exposure for girls hockey but yeah i think the more people that get under it and kind of start to promote it it will just go up from there now what advice would you guys give younger players trying to pursue a division one college hockey scholarship um not necessarily for like my age group but i guess growing up now i feel like there's so much pressure on these younger kids who want to play college hockey and um they think it's like the only thing that they can do i guess just kind of living in the moment like I know I didn't make a decision that I wanted to play college hockey until I was like a ninth grader. Um, so I guess just like kind of letting it happen. Um, it's, it'll come to you, I guess, but just not worrying about it too much. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like enjoy the process. Don't get too stressed out over it. Cause I know it can be so overwhelming and it kind of can sometimes like take over, take over your life and kind of become all you care about and all you think about. But I think like, if you're having fun and you're committed to it and you know, like eventually that's what you want to do, um, sticking to it and always having that drive, like uh, you'll obviously get to where you want to go, but just kind of staying present and not getting too caught up in like what could or could not happen. Now, what should I do better as an interviewer to improve and make this podcast better? Um, 
I mean, I've been having fun, so I don't know what I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I like how it's personal and then also um, dives into like the team aspect. So I think that's a good feature to have. Yeah, I mean, I've listened to quite a few with Lindy and um, some of my friends, and I think it's I think it's great. Like, I think you're doing a great job, and it's cool how you're getting so many different people, and um, they're interesting to listen to. Well, thank you for the kind words. Do you guys have any shout-outs you'd like to give to your teammates, family members, or friends? Um. I mean, shout out to my team and coaches, like I love them all, but um, Kiara, I guess, for doing this with me. Um, I'm a shy person, so this is definitely out of my comfort zone, but I had a good time doing it. Yeah, I mean, I'd say the team, coaches, um, I mean, family and friends, that sounds like I'm giving an award recipient speech or something, but, but I guess just everyone that supported me along the way. Well, thank you once again, Kiara and Mallory, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I admire you guys a lot as players, but you're even better people off the ice as well. So I just want to let you know that. Take care, stay safe, and enjoy the rest of the offseason. Thank you. Thank no you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye. You got a smile that makes the sun rise. You But I can see that you don't Every day we do this love